Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lonnie, between this and Knives Out, I reckon Chris Evans has just got to play bad guys from now on. Is that right? He does we it so well. Being, being great. Well, he <laughs> he seems to really enjoy it. His whole career being the perfect person, right? That idolize American values. And I'm just saying, when he uses those pretty boy looks for a bad cause, it's pretty fun. What do you think of the people who've criticized this film and have wondered perhaps if the roles, the main two roles, have been reversed, it would have been better? Ooh. It could have been too similar. Perhaps too. No, yeah. No, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm no. okay with how it is. Yeah, me too. How about this? Okay. Just remove the main two guys. Just have Anna doing all the stuff. I mean, it's been great. Yes. Hello there. This is I Only Like You and Movies, and sometimes Netflix, and sometimes that's the same thing like today. My name's Lonnie. Her name's Sine. How's it going, Sine? I'm hanging in there. We're doing a bulk record today, and it, I can just tell that we, we are. Uh, this is the end. This will be the last one. <laughs> we have saved the best till last. We've come to a movie that somehow cost $200 million to make, Sine. It's all the car explosions, I reckon. How? How do they do that? Car explosions. Was it the... What about the, the explosions involved with the tram? They're pretty big, aren't they? Probably that. Plane explosions. Lots of explosions. Yeah. Look, the plane stuff wasn't great. Anyway, we'll get into it. <laughs> the Grey Man. Mm-hmm. It's the latest film by the Russo brothers of Avengers fame. Do written we... by the same two guys as well. They're, they're writing partners. Do we not pronounce it Russo? Of the... Why do they say Russo, do they? I thought it was the Russo brothers. There you go. But maybe that's just an American thing. Who knows? Right, I believe you. Um, a series of novels. They're kind of like thriller, action-packed novels. Mm-hmm. The film is action-packed. But, Sine, is it any good? Okay. So, my guess is that you don't like this film. And my guess is that you think that I don't like this film because you think that I will think that it's not born. Famously, some of my favorite movies ever made. Okay. Am I on the right track with all that? I'm not sure in the who's thinking, what? But <laughs> please keep going. I I thought it was a bit of fun. I thought it's it was a I. bit of it's fun. Got a of sh- it's had a lot of shit online, but I think that's people who are prepared to hate it. Yeah. You know? Just haters, you know. Just haters. You know, just haters. And I'm sure there are, there are genuine um, criticisms to, have to, to be made here, but I think it's sort of come in a in a period of the cycle where Netflix isn't popular and mm-hmm. is being criticised for a whole bunch of reasons. It costs a lot of money. The action is is fine. It's not 
it's not mind blowing and there's not a really a cult around the um the action as it is in some other films like Bourne or mm-hmm. Mission Impossible of late. Mm-hmm. And also think that like there's a bit of a hangover of Avengers and stuff. People some yeah. people online at least think they're too cool and don't like Avengers people. So I think that has all sort of combined for this film to be criticized by a lot of people. But you're right. I think it was fine. My thing is that it reminded me in parts of Mission Impossible and Bourne. Yes. And it doesn't quite match up. And so it's kind of like, don't remind me of something else you're not quite as good as. But overall, it was fine. Agreed. I do like that tweet that was like, no movie should ever cost more than like Ocean's Eleven cost. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, if you, if you can't do more than the fifty million that costs, and make you, it better. And if you yeah, yeah can't improve on the story yeah. that Ocean's Eleven is, yeah. which is a perfect film, it's mm. like, should you? You know, that's fine. So the, the, the film's plot is barely needed. <laughs> it's just from one ch- car chase and explosion to the next. Can you give us a quick rundown on what's going on oh, here? Oh God. Today? can i is this a good idea can you describe it is it any different to any other cia person's gone rogue plot out there well yes in the ending because the bad guys don't die slash get punished Mm, but okay so you've got ryan gosling no love him Mm -hmm. he's in prison what's he done wrong he's a well turns out he killed his dad who used to abuse him and his brothers Probably fine. I didn't like that, to be honest. Why not? Sorry, jumping in right away. Well, I thought it could be more interesting if he was a bad guy who's sort of come good. It's like you're in prison, but you're in prison for a good reason. There's no real chance of us thinking he's a bad guy at any point throughout the film. Were we meant to? I think it would have been. Well, I think it would have been more morally complex if he was a bad one and they've sort of turned him into a weapon. But over time, he's met this little niece of his friend or whatever, and he's sort of turned a bit good. But for the most oh, part, you're like he was always good, and he just continued being good. Yeah, there was no moral complexity yeah. to him. Also, it's not he just does stuff. He just sits there and just leave him alone. Like hi. There, there's some. There's one bit. You know, he's gone through like a whole explosion. He goes through a whole big fight thing, and he's like, oh, okay, and just walks off. Is that with a plane? It's been nice if they he maybe reacted to it. Is that that one? Yeah. There's a few times, I think, where he does it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you care about where you are right now, Ryan? Ryan's getting paid some of that $200 million. He doesn't <laughs> I care. So. I don't know. I, I just thought they could have made it more interesting and more complex. But you're right. Ooh, Good guy. I like I've just seen thing. on Wikipedia that it was originally going to have Brad Pitt and Charlize Theron. Mm. I'm glad that That's wasn't it. I don't know about that. Mm. Anyway, shall I continue with my recap? Yeah. yeah, please do. So he's there and he's in jail and then Billy Bob Thornton comes to see him and he's like, hey, you want some gum? And Ryan's like, sure. And then Billy Bob Thornton is like, we're going to hire you in the CIA to be an operative for the rest of time. Mm. And Ryan's like, okay, cool. No worries. Then he is on a mission and he has to kill a dude, but he hesitates because a kid gets in the way. And then he tries to kill the dude anyway, but turns out the dude that they were 
getting him to kill actually has some secrets on the top CIA people. And he has this little little necklace. And the necklace is a little chip, a little encrypted chip that just opens anytime anyone ever wants to see it. It's really great. Doesn't it really have an encryption? Mm. And also we put it back in the necklace every single point. So then when we get chased by people mm. and people steal the necklace, stick the chip in your shoe. Stick it in your undies. Stick it anywhere other than the one place that they are looking for it to be. Can't believe I have to do this. You're, you're the CIA. You should know this stuff. Anyway, so then he's, like, on the run from the CIA because he's like, hmm, you guys might be bad. And Chris Evans is a rogue agent who went through the same training program but left because he hated CIA. And he's mm. tasked with tracking him down and killing him and getting the chip. It's essentially it, right? There's other people who exist. That, that's pretty much it. And Anadaramas is sort of in the CIA but good. They're being perfect and beautiful as always. Else. I and Jessica Hamlick is there in the worst wig ever. I have trained you well Just as young Padawan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a waste of both of them, unfortunately. I love Jessica Hamlick. I thought she was great. She didn't mm. really get to do much other than skulk around angrily in mm. her Karen wig, but, you know, she was good. I mean, there's just probably a sequel coming. She can do more. Yeah, hopefully. Um... I didn't mind all that. Like it's all you know. You got to get the chip. Is this this is MacGuffin to make the plot happen? That's that's fine. I thought it was a bit um, a bit weak that like we're just sort of told what's on the chip from the get go. Yes. And there was no sort of mystery about that at all. It would have been you know more interesting perhaps if we thought it was something of national importance. Like we need to get that chip back, that USB back, because. If we don't, you know, something bad's going to happen. Something really, really bad's going to happen. Mm. And then it turns out it's the just twist. got blackmail stuff about the boss. That could have been cool. And then, yeah, it just felt like, oh, you know, here's the plot within the first 10 minutes and just do it. Get it out of the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Um, lots of places in this film, isn't there? Every two seconds we're in a new country. <laughs> a lot of places. You're right, Lenny. Lots of places. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. <laughs> oh my god. We do go to lots of countries. I had to look up um one of the countries. Hmm. What country was it? Mm. Azerbaijan, maybe? Never knew oh, where that yeah. was. Sure. Interesting. Mm. Little like geography lesson in the middle of the film. Why not? There you go. <laughs> okay, so uh, you think that Mission Impossible and Jason Bourne. And all these movies did this story better. Can I... I don't think that. I'm right in that respect. Okay, sure. Can I... I see that. I see that. Mm. But I'm going to raise mm. you Trapdoor. The Trapdoor stuff was pretty good, wasn't it? You don't see enough Trapdoors these days. Haven't seen a Trapdoor in ages. <laughs> so much so that I forgot that was a thing. And then when it happened, I was like, oh my God, Trapdoor mm. ingenious. Yeah, it's a good good plot by that guy, isn't it? A good scheme mm -hmm. he's got going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll definitely help you get away in the country. Psych. Trapdoor. Trapdoor. You did. And the whole time I'm like, this guy's sus. I don't know what he's doing, but I don't like what he's doing. Mm. Never thought it would be a trapdoor, though. Love it. Mm. You love to see it. No, that was a good bit. It was, it was Jason Bourne-like to get out of that, wasn't it? He was. Yeah, that was good stuff, though. Um, So what do you think about... Like, often in these films, there's a little kid that we all care about and we've got to protect, right? Mm -hmm. This kid that he's going to protect, he's seen her before and he cares about her, which that's all fine. But it's his boss's 
niece. Yeah. Is there a way we could have made her a bit closer to him in some respect? Or it just felt like a, a sort of wrinkle in the system. It's like not just his niece or not just, you know, a former like a friend of a friend or something or like his, his best mate's little girl. Are these bosses and niece? It just felt like a weird relationship to include. Here's my thing. She felt mm. old enough that I was confused about whether it was like a crush that she had on him. Or whether it was like older brother slash father figure. And that's, I didn't get like a full handle on who they were supposed to be to each other because I was like, Mm. she's a bit young for you. We're hugging an awful amount. He's very concerned that she's hurt. He's like stroking her face. I I don't know. So it's either like go go younger or go older. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I feel you. Also, like, I don't want to criticize the great man Billy Bob Thornton, but. Is he really the age to have a, like, 12-year-old niece these days? Maybe he was adopted by his parents. Maybe his parents remarried. Maybe she's a half-sister's niece. You don't know his situation. I I don't. He's he's 67, is all I'm saying. Okay. Maybe that's a bit old. How old do people stop having nieces? I mean, you have a niece. (laughs) I do have a niece. I have a niece also. But she's not 12. Yeah. My point is we'll always have nieces doesn't matter how old we get. <laughs> I know, but when, if you're in your 60s and you've got a 12-year-old niece, that means you was born when you were in your 50s, and so that means oh, you're... okay. You're, it's, Maybe it's she's an IVF baby. You... Maybe there's 10 years between you yeah, and your no, sibling, that's... and they had some yeah. problems conceiving, and so they went to IVF, and then they got a beautiful daughter. And now you're shitting on Correct. them. You're shitting on them for their IVF journey, and I can't believe you'd do that on the podcast. Do you recognize her, though, the girl? She looked familiar but i have not looked her up mm. you're gonna blow my mind she she was a little girl in once upon a time in hollywood who was acting with leo and told him it was the best acting she'd ever seen remember that oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's great glad she's still in yeah, stuff she was good she, she was really good and i think there's something about her performance but she does seem older than she is which is i think the point of her character but yeah, you're right it does kind of it raises some questions there um, not not like I don't think you know the little way it's just like a little bit murky. But what's going on? Yeah, I just had that moment where I'm like, how old she's supposed to be? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't personally have that, but I think think her age, like she was perhaps like she's one of those really smart kids who seems older than she is. Sure. But then you know, sure. deep down, she's yeah, yeah, you know, I'm getting that. I feel you. Um, I feel like this is just another waste of Anna to Armas. You are so far on the Arna Dams hype train is ridiculous. You've passed several stations. You're not stopping as far as the eye can no, see. Like, I've been really bad. I haven't got around to watching her, her weird erotic thriller with Ben Affleck yet, but <sighs> I need to. Yeah. Do we need to watch <laughs> we'll that? Do it I, I don't know. We'll do, we'll do it too. Okay. But I just felt like my criticism of the James Bond film she's in was that she's in there for like 10 minutes and nails it and is the best part of that film. And then she's like, oh, see you later. In this film, she's in it, you know, for a large majority of the film, but they, they just sort of haven't given her any personality, her character, unfortunately. There's, there's glimpses of it, but not quite enough. It's like you gave this gave us so much in that film, but in this one, you just weren't given enough to do. Am I on the right track here? I mean, I get where you're coming from, but I still loved her. I thought she was great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. No. 
it was good, I guess, to see her just to be a, like a no-nonsense you know, good agent. That was all fine. And the action stuff is always great, but mm-hmm. it's one more today. Fair enough. We all want more Anna Jarmas. It's fair. It's a fair point. What'd you, what'd you, what'd you think of the guy who was like the final assassin who then realized that they were being dodgy and fights her and then is like, you know what? I'm not going to be these people. Annoyed me. Annoyed me and I went, why would they be doing that? <laughs> Tell her that before you try to strangle her, not after you both try to strangle each other. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm over this now. See you later. That was awful. That was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like we need to give Anna another fight Um, scene so she can learn some choreography. And then, oh, it doesn't really fit with how we're going with the narrative. So I guess we just won't Mm. have that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I've seen a few people criticize, um, in, in the same respect, how Ryan Gosling has two mentors that blow themselves up for him. Mm-hmm. He's got Alfre Woodard in the apartment, and she blows up with the gas. Yeah. And then Billy Bob does the same thing with the grenade. Um, um, grenade. Yeah. It's like, could you, could you maybe have thought about it a bit differently? Just get like a little bit of light and shade here, something a little bit different. Fair but, enough. Yeah, whatever. Do you think you like Chris Evans though being a being a dickhead? I do. He just plays a really well. good dickhead. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what like magic he's tapping into. Maybe he's conning us all mm. and he's secretly like this the whole time. But I am so here for it. He seems to be having so much fun. And I think that that results just... in a really loose, like fun performance to watch, you know. It was some of the the only dynamic parts of the film was when he is there mm-hmm. thinking about like when he gets um he's walking around limping getting shot in the butt with the um tranquilizer yes like that's something you don't normally see and that kind of brought some life into the film yeah when everything else is kind of stuff you've seen before mm-hmm. yeah you're right he he did bring that it's a shame that his character won't be in the next film yeah um he's also his dickhead character in scott pilgrim do you remember he plays yes, the movie star in that i remember yeah same sort of same character. Interesting how he got out of that typecasting to become like the pretty boy hero, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like what casting agent made that happen? I'd love to know. Mm. Yeah, he... I don't think everyone's coming out of being in the Avengers with the best post-career, but he seems to... He's like, I'm going to be... You're right, poster boy for 10 years, but then I can do what I want after it. He seems mm-hmm. to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. 
what did you think of the way like I sort of saw the way that this was evocative of other films as sort of a way of melding like fantasy and reality like there were some things Mm -hmm. that were so ridiculous and just unrealistic Mm -hmm. like the fact that he's trying so hard to get his handcuff off when he's in the square and then all of a sudden he just does it and it's fine and it's like why couldn't you just do that earlier before all this stuff happened and you know the leaping from planes and beating someone up while you're holding onto their parachute like all that is so ridiculous but it's so (laughs) ridiculous that it's kind of fun and Mm. it actually did some really cool things that i haven't seen in action movies like trapdoor we mentioned want more trapdoor stuff Mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that I always say like when you're getting out of a car and you're like waiting for the bad guys he drops down and shoots them in the feet and the ankles so they drop down and then he can kill mm-hmm. them and then, then the tram bit was pretty cool because he was looking at the reflection of the in mm-hmm. the windows of the building that he was going past so that he could see where they were in the tram to shoot them blind I just thought that stuff was really yep. cool and I love those little like action things that are a little bit different than what we've seen before and so I really appreciated that sort of I, I think you definitely on the, on the money there. I think it's almost like double-edged sword having such a huge budget because in some ways it's like you're being bankrolled mm-hmm. all this money to do the film. Yeah, but do something different. Like you can, you've got yeah. the sort of safety net there of Netflix and whatever. But at the same time, because there's so much money involved. They don't want to take risks. You know, natural to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot riding on this. Why don't we just do what's already been done and people like and we know it works. So there's yeah. a bit of push-pull there. But I'm with you. I, I think I liked all that stuff. I wish there was more of it. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I wish there was more drone stuff. Tell you what. Okay. What year is it? 2022. <laughs> when did drones become a thing? Like 10 years so, ago? Why have directors yeah, just suddenly realise that they exist and can be used in film? Between this and Michael Bay... It's just two little mm. boys who've been given a race car for his birthday and we're just all having to sit there and watch him show us his race car. That's what it feels like when they're using drones. It's like, look at this I cool drone shot. Three little boys. <laughs> look at this cool drone shot. Okay, yeah. Well done. You've discovered a drone. Congratulations. Like, what are we... I think just... the technology's got better recently. That's why. It's so weird, though. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I think it's good. No, there's big sweeping vistas. Like camera shots that have no relevance in that time in the, in the narrative, but you just want to have it because it's a cool shot. And I get it. It's a cool shot. But like, can we just skip to five years where we're using drones on like a the same basis that we're using regular cameras and have that hybrid, which is what we're moving towards? I'm just not here for this thing of like, how cool are drones? Yeah, they were cool like 10 years ago. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I like the drone age. Maybe I'm a drone, ha- drone hater. Mm. Well, me and my drone buddies, we like <laughs> them. So. Yeah, so I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying. At the same time, their criticisms are not without some merit, is my point. Fair. I did have a couple of like qualms with the action being difficult to follow, particularly in those first few mm. fights. And I saw Lon Harris say something about how they cut around the action mm, and completely they do and i got so confused where everyone was in space i was so aware of the editing because we had like mm. five cuts in the space of a second and i was like oh my god this is this is horrible and plus a lot of the dialogue was so quippy in the beginning that i missed a lot of the conversation yeah. a lot of the dialogue 
I just didn't catch it. It well, was not only, too quick. I agree. And then it doesn't matter really, but still nice to no. understand what's going on. Not only did they cut around the action a lot of it, they did it at night time or they did it in the yeah. like, fireworks sort of barge mm-hmm. with all the smoke around. It's like, is this because the main actors aren't doing all their own stunts and so you've got to cut around yes. them? You don't trust them enough? Like, yeah, obviously that's a huge part of it. Yeah. But I mean... Tom Cruise don't do that, does he? Listen, I do not want to go down the rabbit hole of holding everyone to the standard of Tom Cruise because I don't want crazy people killing themselves (laughs) because they think they have to do that for stunts. Yeah, absolutely. They don't. Still. (laughs) I, I don't have this fetishization of, oh, he broke his foot and he kept going. How cool is that? It's not. You're being a dick. You're being a macho dick. Stop, go to the hospital, get your foot looked at. It's a movie. It's not that important. It can wait. If he went to the hospital after he did this, it just needs to shut off. It's all good. Mm-hmm. We'll agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm disagreeing. I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> can we just get on our own franchise of some sort? You know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like she's Where been... she can be like... Yeah, she's been around mm. enough now and she's done a few of these roles where she's sort of, you know, mm. played the supporting character that I reckon next mm. she can start moving into some more, like, main stuff because she's wonderful. Well, we'll get her Oscar for Blonde, so that's going to be good. A quick question, though, before mm. we wrap up. Mm. How did he escape custody? Was he locked up, like, pretty high security at the end? Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. And also, aren't they all like his mates that he kills to rescue her? Hmm. It also, as, as someone online pointed out, I think my about a pitch meeting, he tracked her because she's got a, a, piece, pacemaker. a pacemaker in her heart. Mm-hmm. Could he just do it again? Yeah. Couldn't anyone mm-hmm. ever do that? Yep. Yep, they could. Yeah. Maybe he can take it out or something. Maybe she gets a heart transplant. Maybe that's like what happens. Hmm. Maybe Arno can actually do the heart surgery. <laughs> Just finding ways that she can be written into a bigger role. <laughs> mm. um, and one last thing. It was kind of interesting that the whole film is about how bad the CIA is. And at the end, they're like, you know what? We're gonna, we've decided you're not going to get in trouble for this. I know. You were bad, but still. They don't get punished at all. Mm. No justice ever gets done. I guess it makes more sense thinking of it as a franchise part of a franchise, mm. why that doesn't happen. Mm. But as a film itself, it was very unsatisfying. Like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. But we'll come back in two years' time, I guess, in two or three years' time. I guess so. Happens. Would you watch mm. another one of these, even with your complaints? <sighs> You're going to laugh at me, but if it's Ryan and Arna again, I probably would. If it's just Ryan, I probably will again. What if it's like Ryan and like Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Or Ryan and, I don't know, who's that Stranger Things actress who, Sadie Sink, is that her? Oh, yeah, she's up and coming, isn't she? What about Billy Collins, maybe? We could be fun. I don't understand how we've gone, like, most of this season without (laughs) nary a reference, nary a hint at a reference, and now it's like three episodes in a row. Good stuff, isn't it? I think you forget. I think that's what happens. 
I think you forget that it's a thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, I know. <laughs> you forget it's a no thing. Way. And then you get no reminded way. and then you're like, oh, now I've got to do it now. And then it's no. like when you say to your oh, dentist, yep. I promise I'll floss. And you floss really well for like the first three days after you see the <laughs> dentist and then you stop. And then when you have your next dentist appointment, you're like, oh, crap, he's going to know I haven't been flossing. And so you floss like the three days in the lead up to the appointment. Yeah, he, he can tell. He can, he tell. can tell. I know he can he? tell. Yeah. I don't know who I'm kidding. I just wanted to know that I've made an I... effort for you, Malcolm. No. Do you think Malcolm listens to the podcast? I knew, it, <laughs> I knew it was annoying you. And so I stopped doing it. And now I just throw it in every now and then, just a little, little bit for the fans, you know? So I never feel safe. So I feel like it could be coming at any moment. Great. This is a, yeah, okay. definitely a better solution. Thanks, Long. <laughs> no, good stuff. Okay, rating time. Mm. Three and a half. Three and a half for you, really? I thought yours would be much lower. Mm. Um, three? I don't know. I'll give it Something. a three and a half. It was fun. Okay. It, it was a good time. Dad, you really like this movie. Yes. Dad movie. <laughs> Last week for the mums, this week for the dads. That's it. Hmm. Good stuff. We need one for the kids soon. We haven't watched a kids film in a while. We tried to watch Lightyear. Who's that for? <sighs> Unclear. All right, then. Thanks for listening. We've got a back catalogue. We've got Twitter. Haven't we seen name? We do. We're at Only Lucky Pod. Wonder what the teaser like will be the... for this podcast. Something mm, fun, yeah. probably. Is that good? Is that like wetting their appetite? Am I doing am I doing it? Am I dropping the crumb? Is this how you do promo? Could be. Okay. Cool. Alright. Thank you for listening. We're back very very soon. Till then. See ya. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.